Hallo bei Ad Films, dem Podcast der Viennale. Mein Name ist Patrick Holzapfel und heute führe ich schon das vierte Gespräch mit einem Kurator unserer Retrospektive gemeinsam mit dem österreichischen Filmmuseum Film as a Subversive Art 2021, a tribute to Amos Vogel. So I switch to English because uh, my guest today is Spanish speaking, but we will talk in English. Uh, hello, Roger Cosa. Hello, my friend. Nice to, to be with all of you. And uh, it's a privilege, in fact. Yes, it's very nice uh, to have you. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy that you are one of the curators for this, for this program on Amos Vogel, because in my opinion, there is something about your practice that is, uh, there's a fire in what you do that is related to, to Amos Vogel and is very, has become very rare. Maybe to begin this, you can tell us where you are at the moment. Well, at this moment, I am in Hamburg, German. And I am here because I had been working in the last uh, 17 years already as a programmer of a small section called Vitrina. And Vitrina is a section for Latin American films, also films from Portugal and Spain. And um, somehow I found, I find a place here as a programmer, was my first uh, job as a programmer. Then I began working in some other places, but uh, my surprise is I'm still here. <laughs> and uh, after so many years, uh, that is the reason that I had never uh, learned um, German, because uh, in 2006, when I was invited for the first time to do this job, I had never imagined that I would stay till now. If I knew it, I would probably be talking to you in German. But uh, I, I always, uh, I always waiting for my my last day, and it seems to be I didn't get it. So something wrong or something good has I have meant I have done. You are working as a programmer uh, in, in different festivals, but you are also uh, working as a as a writer. Um, mm -hmm. or as a critic. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, who you uh, write for or, or yeah. where? As you said, uh, I am a film programmer, uh, but I have been also been publishing, writing uh, pieces on cinema, reviews, uh, sometimes small essays, and even I have published many years ago a book Uh, since 1993, in fact, when I began writing on cinema. At the beginning, not so professional, born in an amateur style, which I think I, I, I still keep it. I, I think the spirit of amateurism should be somehow connected with what you do in terms of not being always thinking what is expected from you. And not only that, if not to write beyond the, not only the expectation, but without any sense of uh, recognition. So when you write as an amateur, as an amateur uh, writer, I think you don't control what you say. And, uh, but at the same time, you're full of passion in doing that. So I, I think I keep certain ways I'm, I'm Even though that I am 53 years old, I'm connected with that. I regularly publish in a newspaper called La Voz del Interior, which is the main newspaper outside Buenos Aires. 
from the province of Cordoba. I write in what it would be somehow the Spiegel from, from Argentina, which is Revista Enia, which is the main cultural magazine in a newspaper. The newspaper is called Clarín. Um, and then I usually publish in my own website, which is Con los Ojos Abiertos. Uh, but I've been always invited to different places to write. And, um, and then I do also TV programs. Uh, I have my own TV program called El Cinematografo, uh, which is just a reviewing film from the week and festivals and some focus on some authors. And then I also have, a, I participate with Fernando Martín Peña, who is one of the most important collectionists in the whole world. He was the guy who found the 11 minutes missing by Fritz Lang's Metropoli. And, and, and we have a TV program called Filmoteca, which is uh, nowadays is uh, in the, at the weekends. And we program all what we want and we present the films and sometimes it's truly very funny. And it's a very well-loved cinema program one of the few in the world in such a way, in such, with such freedom, I think. In that sense, it's absolutely almost Vogelian program. <laughs> Very nice. Now, I, I actually, I wanted to ask you uh, right now, because you mentioned this, uh, this idea of amateur, amateur um, practice, um, how you relate that to, to Amos Fogel, because uh, I think there can be some threats uh, leading to, to, to Fogel with, with that idea about how to how to be a practitioner of cinema. Yeah, well, first of all, I think what when, when one reads uh, the, the, the famous book, Films as a Subversive Art, which is a book what I always love uh, and is always connected to me with a film what I truly love, which is, is WR, The Mysteries of the Organism, Mysteries of Organism, which is the film that, that um, it's connected with Wilhelm Rage in certain ways. And uh, anyway, but um, for me, that is uh, an experience of, of certain kind of freedom that I don't see nowadays, mainly because transgressive nowadays is part of the common language. And um, it's something which is in certain ways demanded. And I would say there is also a kind of transgressive cinema uh, or certain kind of heterodoxia, which is already established as such. So each festival has their own, their own slots in order to gather those films. But there is already established what it means nowadays to be radical, to be subversive, and so on. What I see is there are many, many films which are not in this ecosystem. And I think <clears throat> we have to find the, the amateurism, the spirit of amateurism, <clears throat> maybe we have to go beyond the, the map. There is a connect, cognitive map which in certain ways organizes the films we see. And, uh, and my idea at least is that we have to go through that cognitive map, that cartography which is organizing the, the film experience and to look what is be beyond. So that was what I had in mind when I did the small selection. And if you ask me about amateurism, I think when you are an amateur, and there is something so beautiful in Portuguese, <coughs> Portuguese the word amateur sounds in Spanish amador. 
And amador in, in Portuguese means, as you said, amateurism or amateur. But for a Spanish speaker, when you listen to the word amateur, amador, it means lover. So when, when you are a lover, when you love fully something, you don't, you are, you are not interested in prestige. You are not interested in, 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 getting the, in, in getting recognition. You are just there with the experience as such, fully in the experience as it, as it is. So maybe that is connected with that, in the sense that all what I see in the, in the Amos Vogel program behind what he's saying is to think beyond the, the prestigious thinking, which is in certain ways one of the worst things in, in film festivals, in film criticism, in, in <laughs> and beyond film also. Because it is when, 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 this is, when something is completely established, it becomes a marketing, uh, marketing object, and it's also an exper a preconceived experience. So, uh, something which is vital is lost in that particular sense. Yeah, that's interesting because I wanted to ask you because you are working a lot uh, within festivals. You are not, uh, I mean, and, and Cinema 16, for example, is something different than that. I mean, the, the way of programming films for um, a specific cinema, a specific cinema experience, as opposed to you are now showing your films in a program where they, where they will be shown next to the prestigious ones. I don't say that this is a problem. It can be very nice to have them next to each other. I just think how to, what I want to ask you is how to go off the map, how to go really off the map in you as a programmer, because you are also part of the system, no? Yeah, I'm, I, yes, you're right. I am part of the system, but more or less. I, I, I always allow to be nearby, but not so in the center. I have realized this working all these years. Uh, I am being called for something specific. I am heard, but not always follow. <laughs> I don't think that someone has to follow me. But I'm, what I am saying is, yes, I am, but um, it is what the system can tolerate. There is a certain kind of of difference or certain kind of dissent that the system can uh, bring towards itself but never put it in the center. So I have realized that I have been working in, in, in that mood since I have begun, begun uh, being part, as you said, of the system. Uh, since the very beginning, I've, I have always been struggling towards films which do not have recognition. And I, 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 when I say that, I don't think it should be films we don't have recognition and because they are not recognized, it's already films which are fantastic or great. Maybe sometimes it's not, and that is the big, big problem for any programmer. When you don't have the, the proper consensus, when there is no many voices who said, okay, this is the film that we, we have to fight for, and you have to really think about what you are thinking in terms of taking in, a, taking in your consideration the whole history of cinema, taking in consideration what is going on right now, and taking in consideration the object as such, which is the singular film that you are thinking of, and there is not enough knowledge on that film or there are not enough words written on that film. So 
for me this moment of 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 loneliness when you don't really don't know what the film is the film that you have in front of you for instance in my case when i saw Julia de Jaulas uh, by Cesar Gonzalez for the first time i immediately recognized certain traces but I have to say that that guy was born in a shanty town. He's still living in shanty town. He learned cinema when he was in jail, when he was 16 years old, because he got to a place with a gun in his hand and he was taken by the police. So he went to the to jail for six years. And during these six years, he learned uh, in cinema and philosophy on in jail. I have to say that to be in jail in Argentina is not to be in jail in Austria or in Germany. It's it's an unthinkable experience. And, the, and at the same time, when I see his films, he is one of the few films that you will see from South America or from any place that we have, the shanty towns that we have, what we call Villa Miseria, that you could really understand without any sense of morality, without any sense of good thinking or or, 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 or the um, yes good thinking on on those uh, experience if not a, a, a vision a perspective from inside so when you find a film like that you don't really don't know exactly what to think so that is the moment that for me is the most challenging moment for a film critic or for a film programmer and there are plenty of films like that that are not in the system or there are many films like that who were absolutely forgotten. So uh, that's what I am always trying to, to see. And, and at the same time, it's very important to understand how the film, uh, the film ecosystem works. And in, in that sense, I, I cannot think about uh, being uh, a true dissident without understanding two things at the same time. The core of the film festival functioning and the core of the industrial cinema. So I have to see Double Seven and I have to see Titane, which I didn't see yet because I was, I was unable to go to Cannes. In order to understand how the system is moving in itself, how much space it has in order to receive new films or, or why certain films are always being rejected. And sometimes even films which were absolutely, uh, or filmmakers who were part of the core of the system, one day to the other, they are rejected. And that is the extremely interesting case which has happened at the beginning, not later, but at the beginning, with a film like Sama by Lucrecia Martel. It seems to be that that film was not what everybody was expected by her. And for me, it's her more, it's her more subversive film in certain ways. And that is the reason that the, the system didn't want it from my point of view. I understand. Maybe we go a bit into your, your program, which is called the Varieties of Subversive uh, Experience. Um, okay. I'm, uh, I, I read in the introduction uh, you wrote, uh, you, you write, the films that make up these programs propose an interaction between forms, politics and desire and constitute a tentative response to the question of what could be considered subversive art in the context of contemporary cinema under focus categories. So the term I'm most interested in here is desire because it's the most surprising to, to me in that context. So maybe you can talk a bit about your uh, approach to that program, your approach to the films in relation to desire. 
Well, there is a film particularly which is fully about that, which is El Triunfo de Sodoma by Gojo and Cho. Uh, that guy is, used to be uh, a programmer of Mar del Plata Film Festival. Uh, he has always been working with films which I would call it belongs to the <laughs> to the <laughs> to the tradition, if if we could say there is a tradition of Amos Vogel spirit in certain ways, and that film is fully on desire in certain ways. Desire in the context in the context that we are, uh, which is a very mutated context. We are in a in a in a moment which I think. All categories, sexual, for instance, we think about sexual categories. So we are in a kind of flow, in a, in a kind of flux, which is something is changing. We don't realize exactly what does it mean to be a, uh, an entity with desires, in, and in particular sexual desires. Uh, so categories over there are are being mutated in certain ways. But the same with cinema. We are on the middle of an of a image mutation uh, period. Uh, firstly, the most important is from the analogical period towards the, the digital period. And when I say that, it's not just an implication of aesthetic problems or certain kind of textures. It's also a problem in terms of what is the status, the epistemological status of an image nowadays. Because if we, if in the past to have a, 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 a to have a shot of something, it was not a proof. It was not exactly that. Okay, if there is an image, it means that it something has happened, and that and that hap, that what happened has been filmed. But more or less, there was a kind of correspondence between what what it happened in reality and what you could see in an image. But nowadays, the many things that we see in in movement with images with sound, they never exist in any world. It only exists in this second existence of image, which are digital, digitally um, composed. So. This is again a big, a big, uh, a mutation, and in in the center of the mutation, we have to think about uh, cinema. When I see the, this filmmaker, I think he has been from the very beginning taking advantage from this mutation because the mutation from from analogical to digital. If the if the filmmakers do not um, lose themselves and if they don't. Um, uh, belief in what is being uh, asked by any festival format and so on. Today it's truly right to think that many people could do things and, and show things that has never been able before. So when I see a people like Gojo and Cho, El Triunfo de Sodoma, on, on one hand I see, okay, he is understanding on the center of the problem of the, of the sexual desire. But at the same time, if you see his films, all what he does with the image, all the process of montage in his film, all the colors, the chromatic, the chromatic palette or the chromatic uh, materials that he works in the film, it's truly telling you this, is, this could be cinema on this century at this particular moment. And those films, they don't have any place in a film festival. I remember when I was 
magically invited because I consider magically maybe it was a mistake. When I was a, a, a jury in Locarno Film Festival in 2015, I was fighting, fighting for hours for a film by Isaia Medina, 88-88. And I remember the, the reaction of the other two members of the jury. They really, really rejected that film. Like if it was not cinema. And I was insisting, this film... It's on the verge of what we have to think about where are the limits of cinema nowadays and what they are not. What have to think about what is cinema considering the past but understanding the present and the, and the flowing time in the present. So I remember this kind of films I consider belongs to, to the core of, the, of what is still need to be thought and in this particular case I think El Triunfo de Sodoma is one of those films. Lluvia de Jaula is one of another, another film like that and, and the one that I say by Isaia Medina 88-88 was one of those films which I consider they are on the, on the verge to understand what is cinema and then when we see that it's those films are being resisted, it's because they are still subversive. So uh, that's the, my way to understand this. And you have also another, uh, this uh, film by Florent Marcy, uh, yeah. uh, AI at War, that is also dealing with, with the idea of, of digital technology, you know, and digital uh, yeah, power, empowerment. So maybe uh, you can talk a bit about that film. Well, what I like about Florent Marcy is that he, first of all, he has, he has been rejected and even ignored by, even by their own friends. The only, the only one who really has been battled for, for to have a place for this filmmaker is Nicole Brenet. It was Nicole who told me two or three years, four years ago when I said to her, I'm looking for something from France which do not belongs to the main tradition that you that, that maybe you consider he needs to be known or she needs to be known and she or he is doing something absolutely out of the of the system. So at that moment she said to me the guy that guy is Florent Marcy. Of course I saw what he did and immediately I organized a whole retrospective in Argentina, in Argentina, in a festival that I direct, which is called Buenos Aires uh, Dog Film Festival. Oh, it's more, it's more known, uh, it's more a mostra, uh, but it is, it is a film festival. So I organized that, and uh, and I, I, I admire what what Florent Merci has been doing, has been doing in the last uh, ten, but twenty years. All mostly, and uh, all what he is interested in is in the in the most difficult process to under in the most difficult phenomenon to understand, which is war. War is something that we that we as a species we still killing each other in a more sophisticated way, of course, and uh, and so I, I realized that that guy was doing film words in an opposite direction of any tradition of film work being made till he started doing this. Mainly because he's working absolutely alone. He's absolutely an author in that particular sense. And he, his own body is part of the mise-en-scene. You cannot imagine a film like him. He's, he's never from outside. He's on the battleground. 
and uh, so I had been following that, and then I discovered the uh, inter, uh, inter a, uh, I, AI uh, at War, which is his film, the late the, the one film which is in fact the world premiere in in the whole world, of course, and of this film and. Uh, <clears throat> What I what really captures me, and I thought, well, this is subversive. First of all, because nobody in this nowadays is doing films like he has been doing. But the most subversive thing here is that there is a robot in the film. I would say it's a kind of body movie, because the robot and and Florent himself become in certain ways like in like you know like the old tradition of body movies. Someone who are together traveling around going from one place to the other. The whole problem of the film is if, if from an intelligent entity, but which is not an organic intelligent entity, uh, can even understand from, the, from being a witness, because the robot is always with him and, he's pro and the robot is processing, processing information, if the robot can understand through that uh, data, what does it mean war? And, uh, and for me it's very interesting because I think this is one of the first films that you could see and I think in the future there will be films like that, which uh, non-organic intelligence <coughs> it's incorporated in the film. There is a moment in the film when there is an accident and at that particular moment, it's outstanding because the, the, the mise-en-scene is organized by the robot. Because the way that the robot, which is a she by the way, because the voice at least is a female voice, when she is looking at the world, it's of course it's a camera perspective. So the film is being done also by the robot. And, uh, and, and that will be the first time, so to speak, just in a kind of ludic way to say, it's the first time that we have a political of authors, but from a, from a, from a non-organic intelligence. So I, I like that, and I, thought, I think this is, on, this is a subversive proposal, it's a subversive ontological perspective in cinema. I wanted to uh, ask you about this idea of, of subversion also in Amos Vogel, also because I think, or I find it a bit tricky that this program we are doing is based on subversion and Amos Vogel, because that is the book, the famous book he wrote, of course, is about subversion, but I'm, in my opinion, it's also reducing his work a bit. Uh, it's, if you put it as a tribute to somebody uh, and then you, you are focusing on one term, you are running the danger that the term is getting bigger than the person behind it. So maybe mm -hmm. you can talk a bit about how to you Amos Vogel and subversion relate and uh, also how you and Amos Vogel relate. Well, um, I read the book. Uh, it has, uh, the, the, I think there was a Spanish version, but I never, I've, I never saw it. Uh, I have a PDF for the book. For, uh, it's the only way that I read it. Um, I think I read it like a couple of years ago, uh, when I was uh, at that moment I was uh, writing something on on w WR the mysteries of organism by Dusha Mayakadev. I don't know how to pronounce that 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 surname, uh, but it's a film that I love. In fact, it's a film that I show in my cine clubs, 
in the middle of nowhere, in a, in a town, less than 30 people. I did myself the translation from English to Spanish, and I did my, myself the subtitles, and I show myself the film in the middle of, of nowhere, which was a big, big uh, impact in the public. You cannot imagine, even nowadays, it is still a subversive film. Um, so um, my connection with, with Mr. Vogel was from that. Then I realized that he was a big defender of, of uh, what I would say, uh, heterodoxies in many, many different ways of understanding that, all which is getting distant from the center. And then also he put a lot of attention and a moment that it was not so fashionable to be talking about that, about form as a main protagonist of any sense of subversion. My concern nowadays is how we could not, not imitate him, but if not, repeat his gesture. Because I think that the big problem, as you said, it could be tricky, because subversive is part of the system now, as I said at the very beginning. Uh, and, and it, and to, or, or, or to, let me put it in other words. What truly means nowadays to be subversive? Because uh, I think there are many things which can be considered subversive, which I don't think they are subversive. Maybe nowadays, if I found in a cinema a film like The Argent by Mr. Robert Bresson, well, maybe that is fully subversive, uh, something like that nowadays. I Truly, when I was invited to do this, I was thinking, okay, let's find films which tr truly can uh, conjure up the the normalization of subversion cinema and, uh, and to open up once again what maybe Amos Vogel had in mind when he need, needed to write on subversive art or cinema as a subversive art. Because I think many things that he said or he uh, analyzed in that book, which was many things, you know, he, he put attention in, in so different uh, areas of cinema and history of cinema. So from the perspective that, perspective that we are, what does it mean subversive? And one of the things that we have to learn to separate is it is not enough to be an author uh, who do films in a risky way. It doesn't, it doesn't mean also to do a film uh, which is near what we nowadays is being called ex uh, experimental films, or, or it is not even films done with materials that we, uh, we never imagined possible to do cinema. So I would say there should be a negative way to answer this question. What, what it is not subversive films? What is it not subversive cinema? This is not, this is not, this is not, this is not. And then when we keep in silence with almost no question on that, maybe this is the moment to, ah, this film could be subversive, a subversive case of cinema. Uh, and then we have to think, what does it mean to be a subversive programmer? And what does it mean to be a subversive film critic nowadays? I think that there is a kind of a standardization of how it's being written on cinema, which is sometimes, uh, you f I f sometimes I feel shocked. And I don't think I'm not part of that problem. I am part of that problem. And the same with film programs. 
and the film festivals. They look all the way. If you follow what those, how every film is being repeated in any different film festival around the world, I don't know what other. There are so many films that are not in the into the system. So uh, to open up the the shields of what nowadays film festivals are allowed to, to bring towards the, their assistance, it's, I think, the, the, the big challenge to be, think, to be thought and the big challenge to, be, uh, to counteract towards that. So very good um, final words uh, on this. Uh, and I, um, we are starting already in a week, so we will have uh, opportunity to go with you a bit off the map to discover a bit of this and hopefully this will lead to other tracks to discover that are so far not on the map and uh, yeah that's the only thing we can do is to keep fighting for these uh, pathways that are not yet there so uh, thank you very much for being here Roger. It has been a pleasure 